Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Abby Ashley. She's a virtual assistant startup coach. She is helping women all over the world start their online businesses and launch and grow their VA business to $5,000 months and beyond. She's been seen on all sorts of things like Boss Mom and Smart Passive Income and NBC News. This girl knows her shit. Yes. Um, for everyone who's like, I don't know what to start online. I just need to make some money. This is literally the episode for you. Abby is providing so many fantastic ideas for you to get something off the ground where you can literally start making money this week, which you guys know we're a big fans of, and then how to pivot and niche and scale your VA business so you can totally crush it. So take notes, give this one a listen, and let me know when you start making money because I'm going to be so proud of you. Okay? Hey, Abby. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me here. Well, I'm so excited to be talking about this because I feel like this is something I've been wanting to shake into y'all's minds for a while I thought now. you were going to say something that you wanted to like start doing like, as another no. side business. I'm changing I was it like, all. wait a minute. You haven't told me this yet. What's happening? Are we no. breaking up? No, you guys. Chill out. No, I just think y'all need to hear about it. So we're talking today about... About the virtual assistant world, and Abby is our expert. So, yeah, surrounded by Abby's today. I Feels know. Good. <laughs> good. I, I know you just love us so much. All our freaking A names. I know. Right? Our team is like half A names. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. I tagged the and wrong person. And we have three Emily's frequently. now. Yes. It's, it's, it's very very confusing. Anyway, that's not the point of today. <laughs> Let's just talk about names all episode. <laughs> so I would love to just jump right in and talk about the beginning phases of being a virtual assistant, because I think this is a great option for people who want to get their feet wet in the online world and aren't necessarily sure 
what they want to do yet, I think this is a great place to start for people. So talk to us about the startup phase. Totally. Well, yes, I I completely agree. Virtual assistants, in my opinion, is one is the easiest and the fastest way to make money online because you're offering something of true value. Most of the time you can start with the skills that you already have. The need for virtual assistance is huge in the online space and outside of the online space. I mean, my first clients were a massage therapist and an insurance agent. I wow. mean, the the need for virtual assistance is so broad that Rather, compared to most businesses, because I don't want to be like, oh, it's so easy to get clients, but (laughs) it's just so easy. Just everyone should do it. But I mean, compared to most businesses, which you think, you know, a lot of businesses are profitable in the first five years, compared to most businesses, I mean, the ability to use the skills you already have, the Mm -hmm. low cost of overhead, and just the ability to find clients rather quickly is a lot easier with virtual assistants. And like you guys said, a lot of times it can be just really that intro into the whole online space Mm -hmm. and can branch off from there. Yeah, I think it really helps for a lot of people who like truly, truly like are either in a position where they cannot go back to that nine to five, it's like killing them or their family life, it's just not going to work for them or whatever. And they don't really know where to start. And so they start to kind of dive into like, okay, well, what are my skills? But then how do I turn around and use them to grow a business? I think this is one of those easiest, the easiest ways to just be like, this is what I can do for you. And I can do this for you over here. And just like, kind of start with this smorgasbord of stuff. Or maybe you're going to tell me, no, you need to get super specific. But I think starting out with kind of like offering, just saying yes to some things to see what feels right and what you want to keep doing. And then you can kind of like refine that later. Is that what you see happening? 100%. That's like, the methodology I teach to a team. So no worries. Okay. Um, that is, yeah. So when it comes to virtual assistants, let's, let's compare it to something like, you know, course creation, or maybe being like an online coach. Yeah. In my opinion, when you do something like that in the online space, it's better to people say like the riches are in the niches. And like, I understand like that. It's better to like really, really get super specific with who your audience is going to be. When it comes to the service industry, in my opinion, the best way to start is to go broad and to just say, these are the list of services and to, unless if you already have a connection to an industry. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you like have used to work in the real estate industry and you have this huge network of real estate agents, well, maybe you want to niche down to the real estate industry you know, because you have connections. But if you don't already have a really specific service or a really specific industry, then go broad. Just say, I could do all these things and I'll do them for pretty much anyone. (laughs) You know, and just, and once you start getting clients, it's going to be quicker to find clients that way. And so once you get a few clients under your belt, you're going to know very quickly what you like doing, what you don't like doing, who you like working with, who you don't Mm -hmm. like working with. I started out and I would do one of my first services is I did like appointment setting phone calls for someone. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, I was like, eh, nope, that's nope. not going to work with like my baby <laughs> running around in the background. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I was able to narrow that down eventually. Yeah. And yes, as I narrowed down, you know, I was able to raise my rates and, and get better clients sure. as far as like longer lasting um, clients I enjoyed more. But I didn't know that until I was 
you know, until you just started working with people. Until you just did it. (laughs) Well, it's interesting you say that because even though I never really thought of it this way, I'm starting to think that maybe the beginning of my business was more of like a virtual design assistant because I Mm. literally was like, I was a graphic designer and that was my specialty, but if someone said they needed any graphic work, I was like, she was like, yep. Give it to me. Yep. I'll do you need a billboard? It. I got you. <laughs> Literally. Like I would do yep. anything. And a lot of these people were small business owners that they didn't necessarily, they couldn't afford to have someone on staff all the time, mm-hmm. but they did have a broad range of random things they needed done. Like I remember working with a local event space, the Buffalo Lodge, and like they needed to update their like guidebook and like pricing menu and all of that for their brides every season because either they found out vendors sucked or like pricing <laughs> changed or they needed to word or word something differently and it was really easy because it was consistently working with the same people in like a pretty broad spectrum of projects so i never really got bored I want to brainstorm some more project ideas really quickly because I do feel like there's some people that are like, okay, but I don't even know what other businesses need. So like, okay, you know, VA design person, okay, making appointments, but can you just like spew out some like, you could do this, you could do that, or you could do this? Oh, yeah. So I mean, I think that, uh, you know, just like Abigail said, like, she's like graphic design and it's like, well, how could I start doing this, you know, more as a a service and kind of take whatever. I think that most of us have transferable skills from, you know, previous jobs, volunteer things that we've done. And we just don't think of them as skills because a lot of times stuff comes. Yeah, stuff comes easy for us. And I was talking to a guy just the other day, um, just somebody I know locally. And he's like, yeah, I can't really do that much. I mean, I do like help this one guy with his YouTube. And I do like, you know, kind of like graphics for him. And I edit his videos. And I was like, dude, realize people can't do that. Like, that's like a thing. And you can you could have a whole business just doing that. For YouTubers, he's like, really? I'm like, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just so funny the things that we don't think of. So, you know, yeah. Just starting out, I know that people all the time need help with answering customer service emails. A lot of times, there's like data entry product uh, projects, things like scheduling social media. So, being able to write social media and then schedule it, being able to like manage an inbox, manage. The calendar management, um, if you can create graphics, even simple things, like if you have a little bit of an artistic eye, I don't want to offend the graphic designer, but <laughs> you know, Canva yes. is really, it's crazy because we're like, a lot of times you're like, okay, yeah, but I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a web designer, but you, I mean, somebody, you, you can still have someone skills that are a little bit better than somebody yep. else's. And of course, they're not going to be paying you like a high end graphic designer. But if you can do simple Girl, things, we use Canva um, in our business. Can help someone yeah. out. <laughs> I love yes. Canva. You know, so creating if you jump into Canva, play around, you know, make some pinnable images for mm-hmm. people make some, you know, social media graphics, things like that, being able to set up someone's Facebook page and like scheduling things to go out for them. Again, a lot of times too. What I recommend people do, almost probably everyone listening knows one small business owner, like somebody local, somebody online. Some You probably know one person personally that's a small business yep. owner. So just talk to them. Just be like, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, could if you ever outsource something, what do you think you would outsource? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, people who need help 
they already have the process. They don't need you to be an expert in the thing. They just, just need you to be it. a hard worker and reliable and just somebody that they can hand something off. So a lot of times they'll teach you the process yeah. mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found. And I think that a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know, because I'm not sure like what I could really offer. Just think back to you know, some of the things that I listed mm-hmm. there, I do on my website have like this 101 services nice. you can offer as a virtual oh, assistant, sweet. but most likely you can think of the things that you've done or just start talking to small business owners and asking them what they need help yeah. with. And just start and, uh, working it, with one person can, yeah. and just say yes to yep. tiny things. And you'll be like, no, I don't like doing that. <laughs> well, yep, exactly. And I, I think that there is an option on a local level. Now this isn't all virtual, but you know, some people just need weird stuff. Like I know Emily and I are to the point where like, if we just made just a little bit more money, I need like, a personal we, VA. Exactly. Like it would be like someone scheduling doctor's appointments, someone yep. picking up dry cleaning, picking up groceries, like, well, not uh, someone in person. I would literally, I could, I mean, I could use an in-person one too, but I would start with a, a virtual personal assistant. Like I freaking hate making a point. I need to find a dentist still. I haven't even found a right? dentist. Just someone find me a dentist and make me an appointment and tell me when to go. That's all I want in my life. <laughs> yeah. Little, little things. I know yep. some, I was talking to someone recently and she's been an executive assistant for 20 years. And I was like, girl, all of those skills are 100% transferable to the online space. Like she would book flights for people. She would set up meetings. She would connect phone calls. She made reservations. Like, I mean, all the things. I'm like, girl, email me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it all. Yes. Um, And so The things that you just think sound absolutely ridiculous, someone will pay you to do. Someone needs that. Someone will pay for that. (laughs) Yep. Because you, I mean, you have to realize the the people that you're working with are usually, they're they're CEOs of their own company or they're high level business owners. They, you get to a point where you're like, man, if I had Mm -hmm. more time to focus on the things that really make me the most money and what are the things that don't make me money? looking for a dentist. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what doesn't make me money. And so that, those are the first things it's, it's usually the simple things that need outsourced first. And that's really where virtual assistants can really come in and make their mark and start Mm -hmm. to learn, learn these different systems, learn how you can help people. And your knowledge just continues to grow with each new client. I want someone to write thank you cards for me. I haven't sent a thank you card in like three years. Well, you know, Allie does that for us. You could just tell her yeah, just some personal, personal things. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think she's thanked anyone for Penny's birthday presents. No, ever. And, well, and I told everyone. I said, you can bring a present. I'm not asking you to. I'm actually told people not to. But if you do, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not getting a thank you card. So if that's what you want in reward for bringing your present, don't bring a present. <laughs> do people really oh, expect that? Still? I was that raised like... like like, you girl, you go write, go lock yourself in your room, go write your thank you cards. And I just fell off. I literally, I was cleaning out my office the other day and I found stamped, addressed, written thank you notes from my bridal shower six years ago that I just never mailed. I just didn't. Did you throw them away or I did you mail them? Away. I was like, get out. Why? <laughs> I would have mailed them. It would have been funny. They'd be like, this people would have like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, you're welcome. 
And you just write on the back, late exactly. is better than never. Exactly. Okay, well, I know you have a really fun strategy up your sleeve, and I think it's funny, and so I want to talk about it. It's the buddy, the elf method. So what the heck is that? <laughs> so really, the two main questions is what we're covering already in this episode. The two main questions I get are, what yeah. services would I offer if I were to become a virtual assistant? And how in the world would I find clients? Like, we just, how would I do this? So I have what I call the (laughs) Buddy the Elf method. And for anyone who's seen Buddy, if you haven't seen the movie Elf, then you should probably just stop listening to the podcast and go watch it right now. I don't care if it's the middle of July. (laughs) Go watch. (laughs) Hit pause. Come back. So my kid's favorite Christmas movie, my favorite Christmas movie. So Buddy... He's so excited about everything, so excited about life. And whenever he falls in love with Zoe Deschanel, he runs into his dad's office. And it's this thing is brand new, right? Like he doesn't really even know what it is, but he knows that he's excited about it. And so he runs in, he goes, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, right? And what I love about it is that he's just willing to tell the world about what's exciting in his life. And I think that when it comes to, and this is really for any business, but particularly for those in the service-based industry, I think that we just get so caught up in every having to have all the details and having to have it all planned out. And I need to make sure my website is perfect before I tell anyone about this. And yes. just for, start God, telling people. Like, just, <laughs> just put the yes. word out there. Like Just let people know what you're doing and it will be amazing. Word of mouth marketing is and forever will be the most powerful form of marketing. And so if you just start telling people about what you're doing, it really is amazing. Like I mentioned earlier, you probably know Mm -hmm. one small business owner, but that doesn't mean you should just talk to that one small business owner because everyone you know, likely knows at Mm -hmm. least one small business owner. So even if you know, your son's soccer coach Mm -hmm. isn't a business owner, you tell them about what they're doing, what most likely is going to happen, the more you start telling people is, Oh, yeah. my brother owns a business that da 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 da. He might need some help, and so it's it's just amazing. I was I was friends with a photographer back in Virginia, and we were talking. So my background's in marketing, and she was talking to me, and she's like, "I'm struggling so much with finding clients for my business. Like, I just, you know, I really need to book more sessions." She was like a family and child photographer, and she's like, "You know, could you help me come up with a marketing plan?" I kind of sat back and I was like. You know, you've never asked me if you could take my family's photos. <laughs> you don't photos. need a marketing plan. Like, you need to tell people what you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, you could take my family. We need to do family photos. Like, why don't we take some pictures? And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And so I think that that's like, yes. that's step one. Really just start telling people, mm-hmm. asking people they need help with something. And you'll really be amazed what will happen. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think the step zero for people like that aren't like you, Abby, though, is owning it. Yes. Like, I think a lot of Mm. people, they are just scared out of their mind to admit that this is what they're doing. And a lot of it has to do with either they don't believe that they're going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. They don't believe they're technically a business owner because they haven't started yet. They are somehow ashamed, like, they're not sure if it's going to come off the way they want it to come off. Mm -hmm. And so they, they just haven't fully accepted it yet. And so I love that it's talked to everyone because that's definitely what I did, but it took me a while to get to the point where I was willing to even say, Mm -hmm. you know, I I own a business. And I think part of it comes down to you believing in what you're doing on a much higher level (laughs) and trusting that you're not going to like rip someone off and like (laughs) you have something of value to bring to the world. And it's not easy. A lot of it's a mind game that you have to play with yourself for a bit. But if you can get over your shit, Mm -hmm. like this is the simple thing where it's like, I guarantee you, you're going to end up at a picnic sometime in July or a pool party or someone's backyard barbecue. And 
someone is going to be like, oh, what are you up to? And you're going to be like, uh, (laughs) I like take the kids to the library and like we, we go to the swimming pool. (laughs) Stop it. Like, shut up. Like talk about what you want to do. Like, even if it's not something you're currently doing yet, if it's something you're going after, be proud of it. And I know it's hard because you guys, you're not all like the Abbeys of the world. Like, (laughs) that's fine. So let me just say, oh my gosh, I think you've just hit the nail right on the head. I know one of my biggest fears. So I've always been an entrepreneur. Like I have, I think I was like thinking of business plans when I was eight years old. Like I have just always, I have more domain names than I could count. Like I am like, you know, I buy domain domain names of every new business idea and I still do it. I think one of my big fears was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is just going to be another one of like another one of Abby's idea, crazy ideas. And, and it was true. I mean, people, before I started a virtual assistant business, I like, I bought and sold like used jeans. I resold textbooks online. I had like a, something called the freezer kitchen where I would like do these freezer meal parties for people. And (laughs) I like, I did all these things and all of them lasted about a week and a half. And then I'd get another, like, another idea harebrained idea exactly and some of them still I'm like man someone (laughs) could go back and make some money with that one but I just I think that part of it was not just owning this business idea but just owning the fact that uh, like above everything else Mm -hmm. like I am an entrepreneur and part of being an entrepreneur is that you have a bunch of crazy you're a visionary and so your mind is always thinking of new ideas. And this may not be everybody in the audience, but I know that this was for me. Like I'm Mm -hmm. always thinking of new ideas and most visionaries are that way. And I had to own the fact that like a visionary is going to have maybe 50 bad ideas before they come up with their good one. That good one, if they stick to it, is going to like change the world. Right. So I think that me like owning that in the beginning, I was like, yep, I've got to weed through these like five bad ideas before I get to the to the good one. I think that that was a huge mindset thing for me. And with virtual assistants, it was awesome because it was, I started to put it out there Mm -hmm. like I had put out all the other ideas too. But this one actually started to make me money fairly quickly. So that's always nice. Well, and I just want to point out that like all those other ideas, none of Mm -hmm. them were bad. Like someone has to do them. Like Like someone Mm -hmm. is going to take those ideas and run with it and make money. Like I remember the first one I like took semi-seriously that was a total flop. I was making like cork boards (laughs) out of wine corks. I was that girl. And like I was making headbands out of like, I was making these like leather flowers (laughs) and oh my God, like it it was just so ridiculous. And I had a little Etsy shop and I was selling things and it was great, but it was like, yeah, I wasn't passionate about it. So I had to move on. And I think the great thing about virtual assisting is like, for me, like as much as this could be a forever job for a lot of you, it's also a great stepping stone. That's way more profitable than Mm -hmm. that Etsy shop idea that you have in the back of your head. Like you're going to actually make money. You're going to actually be able to feed your family doing this. Like you're going to actually have clients and work to do. And thank God, because 
<laughs> well, and I think the pressure that we put on ourselves for our first idea to be our best idea is kind of ridiculous. Like if we really, really break that down of like, cool, you've had an idea for one business and it was successful overnight and you're awesome and you're doing great things. And that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like truly think about that type of pressure that we put on ourselves without even really truly realizing mm-hmm. that this is not our first business. Like this is not my first rodeo. I was making like handmade greeting cards to try to like, I don't what, uh, know what I was doing <laughs> and making cupcakes out of, you know? And so it's just like, like try stuff that feels good and you'll know when something's going to stick at least to help you like, if anything, to build the building blocks of something even bigger mm-hmm. and greater, like Abby was saying. So let's go to kind of that phase. So we like are budding the elfing the shit out of our VA business and we've gotten some clients and we're like making in some money. Like where is the first opportunity for like, growth and pivot for a business like that. Yeah, definitely. So normally I found that the the way that you can start to scale once you're you're getting clients first, you need to take a serious look at your rates. So a yes. really great place to start is if you can start to put together some packages. A lot of times virtual assistants will start out and I actually recommend starting out with just like here's a list of service and here here's my hourly rate. Like because unless if you've done this before, if you've you know, created websites and like you've already done things that you could do as a package, then by all means, you can go straight to the package. But in the very beginning, you don't know how long something's going to take you. You don't know any of that. And so just having like, hey, I'm going to keep track of my time. I'm going to charge an hourly rate. There we go. So you can first, maybe it's time to raise those rates a little bit. Maybe you're realizing, oh, I'm not charging enough. So you could raise your rates. Then maybe we can come up with some higher end packages. So you're realizing, mm-hmm. man, so many people are asking me to, you know, manage their Pinterest, or I'm, I'm really seeing a need for this, maybe I could have some Pinterest management packages, so that, you know, if I get faster at my job, I'm not penalized for getting better, right? If you have a package mm-hmm. base, since you pay this much, and then you get the job done, no matter how long it takes you. And once you yep. really know how long something takes you, and you know that you can get faster and faster, or you can systematize it more, then you know, okay, this is going to continue to make me more money. And then I think another phase would be obviously to start to, you know, get some help in the business. If you like project management at all, then having, you know, a team of subcontractors, that's the way I kind of grew my business was that I brought on more and more subcontractors so that I'd be my clients were paying me and I was, you know, I was very clear that I used subcontractors and I would check all of the work, but I would some of the stuff mm-hmm. I would have people do and then I would check it and send it on to my client and that way I was able to take on more work than I actually had hours in the week, you know, because mm-hmm. it turned into more of like project management. So some people choose to go that route, some people are like, "Nope, I just want to get a few really awesome clients." Some people want to go and they want to become like an expert in just Facebook ads or just Pinterest management or just LinkedIn strategy. And so and then they go all in on that. And maybe they go on to do coaching and courses and strategy sessions and those things. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. there's so many branching off points. But that's kind of the general direction that I see people make over, you know, the first year to usually people get to that scaling stage within the first two years of virtual assistance, which again, is just awesome. (laughs) Like, it's crazy, crazy fast. Exactly. I love that. When I love getting that clarity of like, it only comes from you just saying yes to tiny jobs here and there. And then you can be like, you might not start out as the Pinterest expert and in your head, maybe that's where you want to land, but you have to start saying yes to these other opportunities that kind of involve that and like, just dip your toe in it to see where you want to specialize. I love that. 
So I want to go backwards a little bit because I'm sitting here thinking about our audience and knowing that some of them are like, wait a second, I know you said Buddy the Elf, but there has to be other ways to get clients. So is there any other like websites you use or like tools that have really helped you expand your network and get more projects in the door? A hundred percent. I have not seen a lack of jobs. Like there are a lot of virtual assistants out there, but I have not seen a lack of jobs okay. and opportunities. So some of the places that um, I go first, if you're just like, let me see if this is really a thing, go and do these. First, go and join a bunch of entrepreneurial Facebook groups. Okay. So look mm-hmm. for groups that have the word entrepreneur, business, biz, whatever. You're going to start seeing you know, once you join us, uh, or ones that say think creative collective, say, or the ones that say think creative, <laughs> <laughs> you should all be in that group. Come on, people. So make sure that you, you know, so join some of these groups. And when you go inside mm-hmm. of a, the entrepreneurial groups, you'll see a search bar on the side and search in there words like you can search for the words VA, you can search for the word virtual assistant, also search for the words help and hire. Because mm-hmm. people a lot of times mm-hmm. will say, hey, I'm looking for help with my social media or uh-huh. I'm thinking about hiring someone to manage my YouTube channel or whatever. So searching right. for those, you're going to see jobs, start pe- those posts start to pop up. And just because sometimes you may look at them and there's like 30 people who have commented already, that does not mean that all those people <laughs> were good fits. I promise if you do a really amazing proposal Mm -hmm. to those people, shoot a video of yourself talking, give some value up front. If they're looking for a Pinterest manager, take the time to like create three pins just for their business with their using their branding Mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, really Mm -hmm. go above and beyond in your value proposition. I mean, it it makes a difference. So don't be intimidated if there's 40, 50 people Mm -hmm. that have commented already. Well, (laughs) and like, what do you mean? Like, commenting a link to your website isn't the number one thing you should oh be doing gosh. to land clients <laughs> like that you're not sticking out no, from anyone you're, like you're, you're putting all the work back in that person's hands yes yes that's what they are trying to not exactly. do anymore <laughs> my number one tip Talk. for this follow the instructions oh my gosh yeah yeah like if they oh if my they tell you how they want to hear from you by golly you follow everything to the t Yep. The number mm-hmm. one way we get rid of potential people to work for us is if they do not follow instructions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. We deliberately put like extra steps in our like, we're looking for this person. So do one, two, three, and four to like put submit your application. And like some of them, like, I don't really care that you're doing that. But if you didn't do it, yeah. Exactly. Because you can't follow simple instructions. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. So, yes. Well, I love that. I love that you brought up Facebook groups as that particular strategy. I love like searching for jobs. Like that's super brilliant mm-hmm. to see like what's even out there and who's looking just to kind of even build like, oh, I could do yeah. that. Oh, I could offer that. So I think it might help you guys even brainstorm what you want to offer. But yes, please like seek that person's email and like contact them in a way that's like human to human yep. instead of just posting your link. Don't, don't personal message them. That is not the solution. No. 
Go no, to, find their go email. Website. Be a grown-up business person. Be a grown-up business person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else? Yeah. I went on a no, tangent it's okay. There. It's okay. Oh my gosh, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, same things. People hate on like the freelancing sites like Fiverr and Upwork, but there's, there's a strategy to be done with those like for Upwork. So if you haven't used Upwork before, it's just like basically a place where people can go and post freelancing jobs. I mean, it's exactly what you're mm-hmm. looking for. And there is a virtual assistant section, or if you have have another skill, you can um, narrow it down by that. I recommend so there's like a $3 sign thing that you can click, you can click if it's a $1 sign, a $2 sign or a $3 sign job, the $3 sign jobs means that the person is willing to pay a little bit more for somebody who's Mm -hmm. really, really good. And I think that that's important, Mm -hmm. because on something like Upwork, you are competing with people who are willing to do the job for $3 an hour. So Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be you. And um, (laughs) there is a way, (laughs) you know, a lot of people just don't know where to go to find good, good virtual assistants. And so they'll go to Upwork. So it's a really good place to, I mean, definitely filter them out by the people who are willing to pay a little bit more, but, and you can actually do that on Upwork, which is awesome. Yep. And you have to think about the space too, of like, you might be in the world of like, all the women, female entrepreneurs and in the groups and whatever, but like, you can also have clients Mm -hmm. outside of that space. And those people like, aren't going to be in those other groups. And so I think like Upwork and those type of platforms are really good to like get out of that bubble a little bit to see like, do you want to work with realtors? Do you want to work, you know, with something like completely different than the online space that you might be living in? And there's no shame in that game. That's the same thing with like live networking events, especially if you live in when I lived in Washington, DC, oh my gosh, like I'd go to meetup.com and look for, you know, entrepreneurial small business meetups. And you would go and say you're a virtual assistant and people would just flock to you like, oh, can I have your business card? Can I have your, go with business cards. <laughs> Even if you don't have a website yet, like, yeah, you go say, with like your name cards. and a phone yep. number. I don't care. Like, just go yeah. and people, because again, those people aren't really hanging out in like these. I say go with contracts that are ready to be signed. <laughs> there you go. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, those are just, those are a yeah. few places to start. And I think you'll be amazed at, at what you'll find. There's even more. I mean, I could keep going, but I think that you do a couple of those things. You'll at least be able to see, oh, okay, this is like a real thing. <laughs> like people right. really do need this. Well, and I think using, especially something like Upwork or even the in-person networking, like even if they're not your ideal client, using them as practice mm-hmm. <laughs> to like nail down your process and what's your workflow and okay, I'm ready to increase my rates now. And like, this is truly what I offer. And and then maybe it's it's saying yes to projects like that before you're truly comfortable. And then like in applying the buddy, the elf like method of being jazzed about what you talk about because you've gotten people results already. Yeah. So like just take the easy people first, and then you can grow a little bit. Totally. So before we jump into talk strategy to me, I am curious, who is virtual assisting not for? Mm. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. I think that virtual assistants is not for people who, again, you don't have to be somebody who is always attentive to detail, but you should be able to follow instructions Mm. well. And if you know that you're a person that can't, that doesn't have very good attention to detail, then you are going to have to have the Mm self-discipline to read over the things that you send a few times. I'm actually, you know, you know, they always ask you that in job interviews, like, do you have good attention to detail? I pretty much every job, I always just 
like completely lied because I'm actually kind of terrible. <laughs> You're like, no, not really. I'm, I'm, like, no, I'm, I'm bad at that. But, you know, so I knew that about myself. Like, I know, like, I'm a good writer. I can edit and spell, but like, I just don't see it. Like, I'm not a good editor per se. Like, I, I yep. can spell and I can write, but I'm terrible yep. at editing because I'm just bad at attention to detail. Yep. But I knew that about myself. So I would have to, you know, go back and reread things out loud, even like client communication, like yes. my emails between clients, I just knew that I'd have to like, kind of take a little bit extra time and not rush through things. Yep. So if you're not willing to do that, it's probably not a good <laughs> fit for you. Because you are, if you, this might sound dumb, but like, if you don't have access to like, the internet, internet <laughs> if you don't have access to the internet, if you can't turn on a computer, no. <laughs> But really, I mean, yeah. it's going to be really frustrating for you if you like, you're like, oh, all I have is a tablet. And can I like, can I no. make money? Can I do virtual assistance off my iPad? I'm just gonna be like, no. no, like go like invest in yourself and go get like an actual computer yep. that you'll be able to do this work on. Again, like if you don't think that you're kind of going back to the don't let this be the thing that you're like, eh, th this isn't something I was really passionate about. I mean, you mm -hmm. should really want to, even if you don't see yourself doing this forever, yeah. really be able to recognize this is a step in the right direction yep. to what I want to do next. 100%. So yeah, if you are like, no, I just want to go full in. Like I know I'm going to be miserable working for somebody else. And I just want to go straight into doing my coaching or my courses or my whatever. Just know that it's going to take you more time to make money if you go straight into those things, right. in my opinion, right, you know, this is a quicker way to make money online. I'm but all about that profit first. Yeah, if it's if that's not for you, if you're like, no, I'm willing to like play the longer game mm -hmm. and do what I really want to do, then then sure. do that. Like, yeah. this isn't for everyone. I want to add on one more thing. If you're like me and never respond to people's emails, VA world is probably not for you. Right? I think you have to remember like you're serving a role in your client's life that they cannot do well. And so you have to do those kind of things well. So yep. check yourself. Or at least discipline yourself. Yes. You can learn them. <laughs> you don't have to be good right now. You can learn them and like create <laughs> systems. But like right. I haven't opened my email in like eight months. So not for, not for me. <laughs> okay. So I think that that was a good list of like who it's not for, but let's go ahead. Let's head into talk strategy to me. And if people are like, okay, heck yes. Like I'm ready to make some money like this week right now. What do you suggest that they focus on first to make that happen? Come up with a list of services. I think that that would be the number one thing is really decide like, what could I offer as a service, know the things that you're willing to do and the things that you're not willing to do. Mm -hmm. If you have, you know, a one year old running around doing appointment setting phone calls may not be a good option <laughs> for you. So like go through and make a list of these are the services I could see myself offering now and maybe mm -hmm. draw a line in the paper and say these are the things that maybe I'd eventually want to learn how to do. So maybe you have no idea how to manage somebody's Pinterest account, but it interests you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and write those things down too, knowing that you're going to plan to learn more about them as you go and maybe add those to your list of services eventually. Yep. So that would be the very first thing that I would recommend yeah. doing. And I want to add on something to that really quickly, specifically regarding 
you want to learn something that you eventually want to be an expert in. If you get the right small business owner that you're working for, they very well might buy the course that you can take to learn the strategies to implement in their business. And then guess what? You have that knowledge forever. Like they can't take that yep. back from you. <laughs> There's no return policy on that because we are, we have been in that position many times where we're like, I want to grow there and I want to do something new, but I don't have time to like watch videos and do modules and do lessons, but I would pay someone to do that. And then turn around and create the strategy for me. So like, just ask. 100%. Yes. Yes. Love that. Super helpful. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I think that having your services, choosing, um, like I said, an hourly rate is going to be good. You have to realize that you are going to be an independent contractor, that you will have to pay. I usually tell people to save back 30% for taxes just because sometimes it's less than that, but that way you're at least safe. So no, if your people are like, oh my gosh, I couldn't charge $30 an hour. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. there's $30 an hour, but really 10 of that you need to save back. Mm -hmm. You also are going to have maybe some business expenses, depending on if this is going to be your full-time thing. You're going to have to consider, you know, are you going to have to pay for your own healthcare and Mm -hmm. things like that? Like there's other things to consider. So really, I usually recommend VAs kind of start in that $25 to $30 an hour range, which some people don't like that I say that. But I mean, really, if you're wanting to grow, as a virtual assistant, I think going ahead and putting your services there, as opposed to like the $5 an hour is just going to help you attract better clients. 1000%. Make that money, boo. Right? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And let us know where people can find the other Abby online. (laughs) At theotherabby.com. At (laughs) theotherabby.com. TheVirtualSavvy.com is my website. I do have a free checklist and starter kit. And that's found at TheVirtualSavvy.com slash checklist. And it is literally everything that we've been talking about, like, what do I do next? It's literally if you're a checklist person, you just want to check it off as you go. That's what it is. It's a really awesome resource. You should go grab it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.